It's our weekly conversation with pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor, but this week in person in London, the Jaguars here for the ninth time all time, and it's good to be back in London. Great to see you also, Fred. It's always good, JP. It's different. This is a different interview. Uh, if only everyone can see us <laughs> shooting this interview right now for pregame radio, uh, but it, it, it's really different. Because we're across the pond, we're not in Jacksonville, we're nowhere in the States. And uh, here's a place where the team has had success. And I was charting some stats earlier, JP. I didn't realize we are 0-3 versus NFC teams over here. and But we're 4-1 versus um, the AFC. We have an AFC opponent today, which I think we will eventually leave here victorious and, and make that 5-1. Did you do high knees down the aisle of the plane on the way over here like Russell Wilson apparently did, or are you past that? You know, that's such a huge joke. Like, come on. Well, I saw – I got no notifications that he worked out on the plane. I mean, that's either dedication or uh, delusion. I, I don't know which side of the fence to be on, but, uh, JP, I can tell you that uh, if they judged – whether he would play or not, you know, based on that. I mean, I, I, I just don't get it or understand. But to answer your question, no. No, I did not. I was sleeping. Uh, the wine and the vodka took me out. So It happens. That's Fred Taylor and the Jaguars and the Broncos coming up. The Broncos offense, though, with or without Russ, it's among the worst in the league. Statistically, across the board, they can't score. Um, they've got injury issues popping up on the offensive line now. And if there's any week the Jaguars' defense needs to try to get it together for a full game, this is the one. Uh, easier said than done at times against Russell Wilson, but this seems like a gettable day for this defense, and they need one in a bad way right now. A thousand percent I agree with you on that, JP. I, I expect a very low-scoring game. You have two really solid defenses, uh, which are the, the strength of – in the heartbeat of both teams. Uh, as you mentioned, potential, uh, if, if Russ retired today, in my books, he's a, he's a Hall of Famer, just a special guy, special player. And uh, it, this game, this matchup, um, uh, we're out. So I don't know if he's going to play, but we're out. And if he happens to play, it seems that it would be, you know, the perfect Russell Wilson story. You know, the passion, the desire, the want to, the leadership, you know, and and no matter what, if he plays or not, uh, the Jaguars' defense has to get up there, have to get out there, and they have to get after him. The past couple games, they haven't shown to get much pressure, <clears throat> excuse me, after the quarterback as they showed earlier in the season. And I think that's been sort of the the one thing that have determined the outcome, you know, of the success of their of their games. Earlier in the season, they were opportunistic and and getting getting turnovers. We haven't seen many of those in the past several weeks. But it starts with the down four. And if the, I can guarantee you, JP, that if they get after, if they get some pressure on the quarterback, quarterback uh, no matter who it is, they should win the game because that's been the formula. So they have to subscribe to that, get back to it, put pressure on the defense, on me, on the quarterback, and on the flip side, keep pressure off of Trevor from their defense, which is stout, uh, led by – you know, Pat Sertain Jr., uh, lockdown. Pat Sertain the second, uh, lockdown cornerback. And uh, then their front four, they're looking to get after two. So we have to block on one side, and on the other side, we have to get, get pressure. 
Fred Taylor with us. The big news earlier this week, of course, James Robinson mm-hmm. traded to the New York Jets for a sixth-round conditional pick. Could be a fifth if he achieves certain milestones this year statistically. Uh, what was your reaction? Did you, uh, w- when you heard the news, I know Travis Etienne was a little surprised by it when James told him about it. Yeah, I was much like Travis. You know, I, I was surprised yet also, in a sense, you know, not surprised. It's the NFL. Those sort of things happen, and Travis will learn that, you know, the longer he uh, plays in this league. Uh, now it's his show. You know, there's no excuses for not to get the carries, the touches. You know, they say, hey, we believe in you as a first-rounder a, a year ago, uh, which is really this year is truly his rookie year, and we've seen some pretty <clears throat> exciting uh, uh, things out of Travis, uh, minus the, the turnovers, but we're going to work on that, and I'll do my best from the sideline to remind him that you got to take care of the football or you'll be out of a job. Uh, but certainly surprising uh, that uh, uh, James was traded, but James is a, a, a really good back. I think it was a perfect situation from him after uh, uh, Brees Hall, after he went out and the Jets needed a guy in that same mold, and they took James. So, uh, you know, wishing him luck, you know, wherever he goes. I mean, wishing him luck, however that uh, unfolds. And, uh, again, solid running back, uh, but the coaching staff or uh, maybe even the guys in the front office, whomever decided to make that decision, they believe that we have someone in Travis Etienne who can get it done. Fred, full disclosure, we're recording this interview after a luncheon on Thursday. Yeah. You were on the stage with the owner, the team president, Neil Reynolds, Tony Baselli. You, How many events like this do they have you doing this week? And what are some of your game day responsibilities at Wembley? You know, it's such an amazing time over here at JP, uh, as I mentioned uh, during the luncheon. You know, I was over on the first trip uh, uh, in 2013, the inaugural uh, international game for the Jaguars, and um, that didn't go so well then. Actually, the first two didn't. I think it was the 49ers and the Cowboys. And then we went on a three-year run of success, and then we had two years down. Then we got back to winning versus the Dolphins a year ago, and uh, we're going to win. Uh, we're going to beat the Broncos. But yeah, this this week is is for me is filled with you know appearances, opportunities to connect, opportunities to uh, uh, showcase Jacksonville uh, and the team, the city and the team, and what they're building uh, from through community efforts, uh, through Shah's commitment. You know what he set out to do when he asked. You know, people a lot of people don't remember this, but he asked to do a ten-year uh, uh, commitment. Uh, they not narrowed it down to five, and that expired right just during the pandemic. And now they also have a they uh, a renewed three-year commitment with Wembley, where they take over full operations. And that again shows the commitment that they put out. Uh, but to bring you know myself, Tony Baselli, some guys that are the faces of the team, to be able to uh, move around throughout London, uh, the pub party event, shot yacht party luncheons, various uh, jag tag events throughout uh, uh, the, the week, and just different appearance opportunities. We have some stuff at Fanatics, another sponsor of the, of the Jaguars. Uh, so for me, it's great. And for the fans, the fans that I engage with through social media, it's great for them, the opportunities to meet and greet. Uh, such a great, a cool experience. Uh, it takes a game away from 
uh, uh, the local market, but to be able to see the local market fan base travel and follow their team no matter what, you know, through highs and lows, ups and downs. Uh, that's what true fanatics are in my book, to see a lot of local fans over here, just a testimony to uh, their commitment to the team and the team commitment to uh, growth and growing the NFL game abroad. Um, I love it. I, I absolutely love it each and every time. Um, I expect to be here, you know, for years to come.